Welcome to the Indiana High School Basketball Podcast. Today we're giving our way too early top 10 team rankings across the state regardless of class. Let's go. the Indiana High School Basketball Podcast. If you could name this podcast, it could be called the Way Too Early Podcast because we're going to talk about some things that are way down the road as far as our rankings and the top 10 teams overall. Um, so we'll give you uh, kind of like our honorable mentions and then we kind of came up with our own composite rankings. Jake, do you want to maybe explain the composite rankings to us a little bit? So the process was pretty simple. We made our own top 10. Our first place vote received 10 points. Our 10th place vote received one point. I imagine you can figure out what happened in between. We averaged it out, and these are the 10 top teams in our minds at this point going into next year. Here are the five honorable mentions. These are the five teams that we we ranked somewhere in our rankings that didn't end up in the top 10. A couple smaller schools, Bar Reeve and Linton Stockton. South Bend St. Joe featuring Notre Dame commit J.R. Kinesny. One of us had Hamilton Southeastern. Chase, you had them. I assume you're just thinking, hey, they're always good. They yeah, they had a good they had a good record, and uh, I think they have a few guys still in the tank, so that's why I voted them. They were like my 10 though. And and I had Gary West. If Jalen Washington is healthy, I think he's the best junior in the state. He's a you know top 10, top 15 recruit nationally. That has a huge asterisk next to it. But Gary West, if he's healthy, could end up being a top five team probably overall by the end of the year. So here's our top 10. We'll go from 10 to 1. We'll add in our thoughts as necessary. Number 10, we had a team from the MIC. We had Warren Central. Taylor, what made you rank them as high as you did? Now, yeah, I actually had them at 7 on my list um, in my own personal rankings. I think coming back uh, with Malik Stanley, who had a really, really good junior year, was a junior all-star, I think that solidified them for me as far as consideration for it. But then, uh, I mean, obviously, um, you, we can't speak on this like being official, but we do know that they just hired Mr. Davis as their coach from Lawrence Central. Um, and so my assumption was also that his son, who I believe – will be a junior next year, would go with him to Warren Central. And so to me, I I ended up putting them at seven because of that, because of considering you got Malik Stanley, you've got the younger Davis, and and they were really good. What started the year off with an eight-game win streak, ended up winning 10 in a row late. So they've got a lot of potential to do some damage. How high is is the younger Davis boy on the national rankings? Does anybody know that? Brand new one, he's... 107, I think, on 24-7 sports. Okay, so this year, so the, this year's junior class, the solid, he's one of the top juniors in the state, obviously. This time next year, is he a core junior all-star? No question. No question? Okay. So in two years, we're talking about possible Mr. Basketball. Okay. So that's a definitely that's a definitely big pickup for them. He's rated about where his older brother, DeAndre, okay. was rated. And he fin- finished out pretty well in his career, so yeah. Right, right. Expect a similar player. Number nine, we had... Westfield, Chase, you had them high. Yes, I did. Was this because this is your kids that used to be in your Bible study, their youth group? Yes, partially. No, but they, they've actually they've come a long way as a program at Westfield. 
where they consistently uh, would lose to Carmel, might have won 10 games in a season or something. They've progressed steadily. And uh, and so like the seniors um, that be right now, the, the seniors that are going to coming up, um, it's not a big deal for them to beat Carmel. They've done it before. And that, that's, that's saying something, right? Um, it's not a big deal for them to beat Noblesville. It's not a big deal for them to beat Hamilton Southeastern. They've done it. They have a good program. Um, yeah, I, I do know one of the seniors, Benji Welch. He's a good guy. Um, but they also have some young talent as well. Um, and so I remember, I think it was earlier this past year, uh, Jake and I were talking about Westfield. And uh, I didn't realize that he knew. Uh, but there's a really good – he was a freshman this last year, right, Jake Smith? He's he's about to be a junior. Oh, okay. Sorry. Braden Smith. Yeah, Braden Smith, two years ago. Braden Smith is a solid basketball player, so he'll be the best one on that team. But they they have a lot of really good basketball players, and they play tough competition, and they they had a good record last year. They won like 17 games and have a lot of guys back. So I, I that's why I ranked Westfield. I guess I had them eight. Yeah, I had them up at six, actually. I mean, Smith has been on a couple of unofficials to IU. He's a high-level player. Like you said, a lot of a lot of returners around him, and they've, they're playing some of the best composition in the state. Yeah, I think they, they get caught up in the in the sectional world every once in a while, which kind of is unfortunate, but same in the Beast. But, it's really uh, tough, but and with, with Carmel this year, it's going to be really tough. But Right. Number eight, we had Brownsburg. That's because but, of Butler's recruit, Pierce Thomas, right? I think it's a big reason, isn't it? Yep. He's, you had him seven, I believe. I had him eight. Yeah, I, I had him seven. I, I had him six, actually. Yeah, I had him six. They're in the same conference as, as Westfield. Uh, they play great competition. Uh, Pierce Thomas, again, is going to Butler. He's a good he's a good ball player. Now, remember, they won sectionals this last year. And we're going down to regionals, and they were actually my state championship uh, pick in 4A. They have they have a very good coach, um, just good supporting cast, and so that's that's why I had Brownsburg uh, so high on my list. And they they just have been very consistently good, and Steve Lynch has done a wonderful job with them. So I I really I think look for Brownsburg to make some waves. Another sectional definitely in. Uh, I think in the future, uh, this next year, but I think even farther, you just, you never know once you get out of sectional teams of that caliber, they, they could win it all. I mean, they won 21 games last year and they have most everybody back, which is just incredible. They yeah, do they lose did, the league admin. They, yeah, they do lose a, an all-star. Um, so they did but have a, a good senior leadership there, but they, but they, their so, cupboard, their cupboard's not empty. Oh, by no means. By no right. Means. Yeah. Number seven, we had Bloomington South. That's, think chase had them fourth taylor you had um ninth i believe i had them ninth yeah they got a lot to replace losing mr basketball anthony leal and noah jagger yeah but but they've also got i mean they've got a junior all-star in uh connor hickman as well and and plenty of other talent obviously coach holmes knows what he's doing so I would, I mean, I would look for them to to be pretty successful next year as well. Yeah, if we're going off just coaching here, I mean, you got to have always have them in the top five. They're barely out of it this time, but you know, it always has them winning for sure. This next year will be his fifty first year coaching, and he's won over eight hundred and thirty games. Like that's just incredible. Winning is coach in uh, in state history, right? When you're just yeah. looking at the numbers and, and, and still going, uh, active for sure. 
Right. Nope. Yeah, he's. I think he's all-time period, but yeah. Hard to pick against the team led by him with a returning junior all-star. Number six, we had the Marion Giants. Seth, you had them fourth. Chase, you had them fifth. I had them seventh. Now, of course, the, the huge asterisk here is does Jalen Blackman come back healthy? I had them where I had them strictly because of a healthy Blackman. Uh, I think that the kid can score, can win ball games. I don't think – I haven't really seen anybody so far based on his highlights that can actually come close to guarding him at the high school level. Even though in, he's gonna, he's still a little undersized from the last time we saw him. He's going to come back and grow a little bit more, I think. But to your point, Jake, is he going to be healthy? If he's uh, if he's not healthy, then they're out of the top twelve, the top ten, I think for sure. But a healthy, healthy Blackman, they're up there, and I think they're a big contender in that area. You know, he went down after I think eight games. Still made the junior all star team, which was controversial, but I think he deserved it just with what he showed us in those few games. They ended up winning the sectional, sectional seven. Kind of surprising. J.K. Thomas went off, but then Rasheed Jones, who's Reggie Jones' younger brother, I believe, showed a lot of flashes of talent. I think there's reason to believe that they become one of the best one-two punches of the state next year, and that's why I had them as high as I did. Yeah. Okay, five. (laughs) I think we have a lot of agreement here on the top five for the most part. Number five, we had Homestead. Chase had them eighth. Taylor and I both had them fifth. Luke Goody is a big reason why bringing back a uh, a Division One talent who's been you know producing um, at a high level really his entire time at Homestead Johnson has been a very good coach as well well coached and I know Homestead's got players around Goody too it's not just Goody um, but they've got players surrounding him um, that can make plays uh, when they need to they've got a really good shot at winning that four Wayne sectional that's uh, that's always tough. Yeah, in addition to Goody, Chase, what else did you like? Well, I mean, they they've been consistent, and so like what he was talking about, Coach Johnson, uh, pretty good coach. They have uh, some good recent history. I mean, they they won state in 2015, right? So you think of all the guys, the the young boys who were watching that team cut down the nets, and they were just like, man, I want to be like them, right? So they've been working hard. Um, Luke Goody's one of those, and uh, they just have. They always have a good surrounding cast, and uh, the other reason is they uh, were one of one of the few teams that beat Fort Wayne Blackhawk with Caleb first, and we'll talk about Blackhawk here in a second. But they beat them uh, last year, and uh, that was really impressive. And Fort Wayne Blackhawk's not a joke either, so uh, that's why I had Homestead uh, where I did. Yeah, they lose Jake Archbold, Zach Kruger, Alec Grinsfelder, all to graduation, but they return. A couple guys that I am pretty high on, and Grant Simmons and Andrew Leeper, 6'4", 6'5", both of them. Simmons will be a senior. Leeper will be a junior. I think those guys are poised for breakout years. Does uh, does Andrew jump well? Andrew Leeper? Yeah. You'd good have jumper. to think so, right? Um, you'd have to imagine. Yeah. It's L-E-E-P-E-R, though. Ah. Uh, so maybe not. But, yeah, I mean, a great coach, a standard of excellence, a Big Ten level player and a couple other guys are going to be able to do a lot uh, defensively. You have a lot of versatility. You got a lot I think of it's height. Just too. another really good Homestead team. Fourth, we have Lawrence North, the Wildcats, by Jack Kiefer. What do we think? I thought Ellen should be higher than four. And I know there's not a lot of numbers left, but I thought Ellen should be higher than four. Where, um, where do you th- where do you think that I'm very high. I had them at three. I really wanted to put them at one or two. 
I ended up settling for three, though. Talked myself down. But I felt like they deserved to be in the top three. Um, I'm really high on Shamar Avance. I think uh, point guard-wise, I think he's one of the best ones in the state, especially in the Indianapolis area. DJ Hughes as well on the interior uh, is, is really, really good. Obviously, we know they're going to have more guys than just that. And Jack Kiefer is a, is a fantastic coach who knows how to win. Looking at their the one three one zone, they would they would throw at teams last year um, and just give teams fits. Yeah, I think. I mean, I know they're at four. I I wanted them to be higher. I felt like they deserved to be higher than four. And I, again, I know there's not a lot of numbers left, but I felt like those spots deserve to be theirs. I felt good with where I had them, but I can definitely see this team winning the state title. You know, they've got. I mean, Omar Cooper was was a sophomore last year. Right. He's, a, I think, a football player long term, but man, he's a heck of a basketball player. You got, see, remember CJ Gunn? CJ Gunn was a sophomore. He, he's an incoming junior. He's got a lot of talent. So they're they're uh, gonna be deep. They're gonna be talented. Like you said, the one three one or whatever Kiefer goes with this year, I imagine it's the one three one again. Did you see Hughes was just offered recently by Butler? I did not, but that doesn't surprise me. He's starting to get the the respect and recruiting that I think he deserves. Yeah. I have them strictly on where I had on my list. Not, nothing against them all. They're always always good, very well coached. Just simply because the teams we have left are either what's about to be a scary Carmel team, which we'll talk about, um, or could be a scary Carmel team in the next couple of years, and then two other teams that have high major D1 offers or commitment already. So I think that's the only reason why. Not, not nothing against the players themselves, just because I, I really will hope these these other these three last three teams. I see them winning state in their in their division easily. Taylor, you and I both had them third. We said I just I just couldn't justify putting Blackhawk over LN. I just think if you play that game, I know first is incredible. I just I just don't see how Blackhawk keeps up with everything LN can throw at them. On to number three, which is the Blackhawk Braves, and we had them. Hypothetically, the reigning two A champions this year. We'll never know for sure, but but we're right. I mean, let's admit it. We're right on that. They would have won. <laughs> the, the, the defending two A champions. Hypothetically, Chase. What makes you love Blackhawks so much? You had them very high, didn't you? I did. You had them number uh, one, uh, number two. two. I had number two. Adam number two yeah. because my number one uh, is the team that we haven't talked about with Trey Kaufman, Silver Creek. Okay, but. Last year, Fort Wayne Blackhawk plays Silver Creek, loses to them by like two or four, something like that. Um, so very, very competitive. Caleb First is the you know is the big recruit. He's going to Purdue. He's a gazelle. He's six six eight six nine. Or he's probably six nine. Just athletic as all get out. I have not seen very many big men uh, as athletic as him. Just smooth and um, really good ball player. But the the team surrounding him, they know how to play with him. He has some good shooters on the outside. They're they're just a really really good team, and uh, I, I don't think Caleb First is, I mean, high school as good as Deshaun Thomas, uh, but it is reminiscent of that. Like when the Fort Wayne Lures teams were really really good, and they had some players that could play around Deshaun Thomas. That's kind of what the Blackhawk team makes me think of. So they won one A state championship. They would have won the. Uh, 2A state championship this last year and I, I think they will be definitely a contender to win uh, 2A again and I mean if you look at their schedule they're not playing a normal 2A schedule uh, they're playing really tough teams and, and beating them and sometimes beating them really bad so that's that's why I think uh, Fort Wayne Blackhawk does deserve to be definitely a top five team 
and it's way, are way too early, right? So we don't know. Ellen could just wipe the floor with them if they were to play. But uh, yeah, I, that's why I had Blackhawk that high. Seth, you had a number one. I had number one. Chase said everything that I was going to say or all my thoughts. When you're talking way too early top tens, typically we're talking about what, who's returning, what players are returning. I have Caleb first, one of the best players in the state. I think it's going to be pretty much a battle between he and Kaufman for Mr. Basketball. Definitely. I mean, but if we're talking Homestead makes a run, Goody could be that in that that figure. So you have a, another four-wing kid potentially in that discussion. But I just think strictly I'm going off of my, these my, two of these top three teams I already mentioned are just strictly because of who's returning. I think they would give any team in the state a game, if not potentially beat every team in the state. You know, they beat three out of the four teams in the Logansport Regional in 4A last season. And I they think, beat, did, did yeah. they play the fourth? The, they didn't play the fourth, no. So, so they easily could have done that. They played three regional qualifiers in 4A and beat them all. And and they so beat they play Snyder. All the schools that are always very good. They beat Snyder by 18. They beat Marion by 20. Um, and they beat Northrop by uh, 11. So they beat him pretty handedly. So yeah, there's some evidence that these guys can play with the best. Number two, we had Silver Creek. Chase had them first. Taylor and I had them second. Seth had them third. So Chase, we'll, we'll start with you. Why are they the number one team in the state in your opinion? I believe they are the number one team in the state, kind of for the reasons what Seth was saying uh, about Caleb first. Uh, so with Trey Kaufman, you have potential Mr. Basketball. He was the Gatorade player of the year as a junior, uh, the first player to have that happen since Greg Oden. And he's not alone on that Silver Creek team. So they are they are very good, very talented. And uh, they, man, I, I've seen a few highlights of Trey Kaufman. I've never seen him personally, but he's quite a ball player. And, uh, and dealing with a, a guy his size, uh, isn't easy, right? And so there's not too many teams I think that could guard Trey Kaufman. Um, and then you guys can talk about the the rest of that team as well. Well, Cooper Jacoby's going to play mid major Division One basketball in all likelihood. He can break out. He can score. You see him kind of fluctuate in terms of what he produces because it depends on how teams guard Kaufman. But he's really broken out. I've seen. I think I saw a game last year. We had 32, and it was just effortless. He's just so smooth. And then. Brandon Northern, point guard. I imagine he'll have some Division One offers as well. I mean, they've got three legitimate Division One players, a point guard, kind of a, a wing post, and then Kaufman's kind of a stretch four who can play around the rim too. I mean, there's a lot to like. <laughs> I don't know of a whole lot of teams that are going to be able to match that talent level and fit together the way Silver Creek does. I don't see any team they're going to have a problem with in postseason-wise. Regular season, they might be playing some, you know, holiday tournaments or what have you, or, or uh, playing against bigger four A schools that might be able to compete at all all positions. But still, kind of even Blackhawk discussion, same thing. I just think the the talent on the on the floor overall is just they're they one of the best in the state. Three A in general, I think, is really up in the air after Silver Creek. So yeah, I, I could see them coming through the South in three A and really not being tested a whole lot. Hopefully, well, we can see them play the, the top four teams. During the season, I, I don't know See how good they really are. I don't know uh, who Heritage Hills has coming back, but they they took them to overtime. This, this they got past Blake Stinsley, the big six nine kid. Is he? Is they he lost back? Their other two. Oh, okay, all right. He's back, but Jerry and uh, Murray Becker are both gone. So, so Heritage is good, but maybe not to the level not, they were last. No, year. yeah, not like they were last year. 
All right, let's take a break to hear about one of our sponsors, Clearwater Car Wash in Warsaw. Featuring 10 ultra-soft and safe closed cell foam brushes, spot-free rinse, and super dry in every package, Clearwater provides a quiet and gentle wash with premium results. Clearwater also prides itself on its superb customer service and philanthropic efforts in the surrounding community. Personally, I take my car to Clearwater because other car washes just don't compare. I also appreciate their willingness to support the local community. And the employees I know are big basketball fans who sponsor teams as often as possible. There's just a lot to like at Clearwater. For more information, visit cwcarwash.com or stop by today at 1055 Husky Trail in Warsaw to experience the best wash in Kosciuszko County. Clearwater is also opening a new car wash in Muncie this summer. Now back to the podcast. Okay, our number one team is the Carmel Greyhounds. Taylor and I both had them number one. Seth had them number two. Chase had them number three. A little bit down by their standards last year, but I would be surprised if they're down again anytime soon. I think they have everything it takes to win a state title this year and next. Well, you, you mentioned it. I mean, how many games they lose this year? You might know that off the top of their head. I, I want to say seven or eight. So a down Carmel team and the schedule they play loses less than does not lose double digit game, the double digit games this year. Still has a good season, and we were calling them down. And they give everyone back. They lost one senior. Okay. But the, the, the guys that I guess we're still talking about coming back here are guys that are major contributors. Previously discussed, we've talked about Coach Osborne a little bit in the past. Obviously a great coach, great program. I don't see how they – obviously anything can happen. They can get beat. They can have a bad game in regionals, bad matchup, whatever you want to say. They're getting a semi-state at least and definitely winning state next year. Mark my words. Mark that down. On the 16th of June, 2020, I said they're winning state in 2022. There's no bad matchup. They are the bad matchup. It's true. Yeah. But that's both of matchups. I, I think for them, so we talk about them having a down year. And, you know, when you think about it and ask why did they have a down year, is it was mainly because of their youth, right? I mean, they were young. They were young. Obviously, you let them grow a year. Um, they become better. Um, those guys are working on their games. Now they're not young anymore. So you take out almost that that contributing factor to them being quote unquote down, and now it's a positive for them. It's just it's hard to it's hard to see them not being incredibly incredibly good. Now, obviously, their sectional is really good. Um, we've got Westfield is on our is on our top ten. We know that Fishers has players upon players at in their program. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for them. But they team wise, I mean, Suter. Um, Williams is one of the best post players in the state. They've they've got a lot coming back. Obviously, we just talked about how they're only losing one guy. They're I feel like they're they're set up for a really really good year. I'm looking at their roster. I mean, Josh Wack was a sophomore. Brian Waddell's back for his senior year. Will Leary's back for his senior year. They're bringing some some freshmen who are on the varsity roster up who are both 6'3", 6'4". I mean, they're going to have so many options. Their last five games of the year, Taylor, we saw them play Warsaw, and they looked really good. Yeah. And then they went and they beat Addicts, a really good Addicts team with Sincere McMahon. It was a top-10 team by 23. And Addicts, Addicts almost won. I mean, they almost beat LN, if I'm right. Yeah. Am I right? They yeah. almost beat LN in the sectional. And then, uh, they beat HSE by seven, then Noblesville by two, and then Westfield by 13 in the sectional championship. So, I mean, you can start to see this team coming together at the end of this past year. I mean, I I don't think 
anybody is going to go undefeated in the state next year. I think somebody will get Carmel at some point. But, man, I'd be really surprised not to see them in Banker's Life Fieldhouse, probably against Lars North, wouldn't you imagine, as of today? Based on our rankings, yeah. Yeah. I'm already looking forward to being down in Banker's Life for the state finals next year, boys. I wonder if we can get a press pass. If we have more followers, we can. So you should uh, like and share this this podcast and just tell your friends. If we get to 100 uh, followers, I believe we get media pass, gentlemen. Is that the rule? I'm not kidding, by the way. Wow. Yeah, there's folks that I know that are able to get in the Notre Dame games in the media section because they have podcasts with at least 100 followers. So our composite top 10 ended up being uh, Carmel 1, Silver Creek 2, Blackhawk 3, Lawrence North 4, Homestead 5, Marion 6, Bloomington South 7, Brownsburg 8, Westfield 9, Warren Central 10. Can I can I take a moment and defend my Bar Reeve and Linton Stockton votes? Please. I didn't get a chance to do that earlier in the podcast. So maybe you want to throw this in there. So are but these I, are I was 11 and 12. No, these, these were honorable mentions. Um, so obviously I was the one who voted for both bar, even Linton Stockton. Um, both teams are incredibly good. Um, and I'm going to kind of, I guess, steal a quote from Tony Bennett and make it, um, make it fit Indiana basketball and say that, you know what? Basketball, knows no class and knows no bounds, right? I mean, every team uh, or every class has really, really good teams. I think Bar Reeve um, is that in 1A, um, returning a lot of talent. I know Keegan O'Neill graduated, but they've got another 6'9". Um, Kurt Hopf, I believe is his name, um, who, who transferred from Forest Park, who's going to be incredibly good. Um, so not only are they bringing experience back, but they got the size. And Linton Stockton. I mean, you've got Lincoln Hale, their junior all-star coming back. Um, a great, uh, a great coach team. Um, I look for both of those teams to to be really, really good uh, next year. Yeah, I consider them for my top ten too. I think they're definitely, you know, considering all classes together, I think they're top fifteen, top twenty teams, no yeah. question. I I wasn't sure about who I'd replace them with on my top ten, but they belong. They belong in that discussion for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Some others that I would shout out, some possible ones that I think could make some real noise. Shenandoah is, was 23-2 and two last year. They lost just one contributing senior. They've got uh, Coach's son McCullough, Andrew Bennett, Jake Kinsey. They're all returning. I mean, this is a team that I thought was a real contender in 2A last year, and they're all – all their best players are back. Hammond. Was very good. They were twenty and four last year. Harold Woods and Daryl Reed both returned from a, a really balanced team, but they were the two leading scorers on that team. We could keep going. There are many worthy contenders, but let's stop there. Thank you for listening to the Indiana High School Basketball Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. In the future, we're looking into doing some deep dives into teams and coaches from the present and the past. If there's anyone you'd like us to focus on, please let us know. Until then. Enjoy living in the great state of Indiana.